It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. According to a recent indeed survey and listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs, more visibility at indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about indeed on this podcast, indeed.com slash podcast terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed jay crawford adam the bull garrett bush and so many big names it would take me hours to say all of their names the ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. Booyah! What is up, beautiful people of Cleveland? I'm joined today by the one and only Tyvis Powell, Mr. Birthday. Tyvis, happy birthday to your oldest daughter this weekend. Yes. I believe she turned she, three years old. Yes, she did. Congratulations. You know, it was one of those, Congratulations. It's one of those days that we just, you know, we spent it with family. A lot of people came over. Uh, we was in Worcester <laughs> at our uncle's crib, and it was just a lot of pool, swimming, pizza. You know how it goes. She actually had a lot of fun. Uh, it's crazy to see your kids grow up. Like three years flew by, and just who she is as a as a girl. I, I think I put it in perfect terms on Instagram. She she has a beautiful heart like her mother, but she has like she knows how to have fun like me. So it's like the perfect blend. And she just want to help. She always wants to help. And it's for her to be three years old and always want to help her, either me or her mom and something. It's an incredible, so it's an incredible kid. I've heard from years two to three is when kids kind of make their biggest personality jump. Yeah. You see that giant transition <laughs> in your daughter from this time last year to now? Yeah, I mean, she, I'll tell you what, she has, a, she got some sass to her. They say that, <laughs> they say it's called the terrible twos, but they say it goes to three, too. So we'll see. You know, she got this thing where, you know, she can say no. She'll tell you no. And you'll look at her, and it's like, she'll be like, no. And you got to get up and put your foot down. No, I'm 30 years old. I didn't learn how to say no yet. I still can't say no to anything. So she's, she's learning early. Yeah, I guess so. No. You can see, she can say no. I got kicked down the stairs from saying no. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, I don't, you know, I don't want to. I don't want to jump with her, but I got to break this habit because she starts preschool in the fall. So I got to break this habit before she gets there. Yeah, well, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. G, how was your weekend? I mean, it was good, man. Uh, it was my mom's birthday. 
So we did uh, we did uh, some Filipino karaoke. Like we was at the house at the crib, and they was doing these karaoke songs. And me and my brothers outsung the Filipinos. Of you course, sung some Filipinos. I shut it down. What was you singing? I mean, I, man, listen. You I, know some Filipino artists. Uh, Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, he's he's kind of important. I should. I only know. Fili- track. I, I I only know. I only know Filipino bloggers. I might freak out if I seen one of them. Like, there's there's Melgin, there's uh there's Filipina life. There's and, and obviously Kulas is a rock star. Shout out to Kulas. I might freak out. I might be like, oh my gosh, uh, the Filipino P. She's huge in the Philippines. I I just watch the bloggers, so I watch their blogs. I. I don't know if those are real names. I feel like Bull when I drop NBA draft <laughs> prospects. Is that real or is that G it's, making it's it up? It's the black Filipino. It's Philly. For, <laughs> by the way, there is a black and Philly from um, the Philippines. He went over there. He used to be in the army. He went over there, man. Him, him and his wife got a store. So I, yeah, I'll be watching all the blogs. So if I, I'm gonna do a blog when I go back, and you know they can't literally leave the country. So my um my 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 sister-in-law. And my wife, they can't literally leave the country for, I think it's like two years, like when she get a K-1 visa. So we might go go back in like maybe two years or something, and then I'm going to vlog. My goal is to be a superstar in the Philippines. I, I have faith. Yeah, superstar, yeah. I mean, you already got your own cult here in the United hey, shout States. Out, shout, we everywhere, man. Are shout there barbershops in the Philippines? Like legit? I saw merchandise. No, 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 not, not, not your barbershop, <laughs> but like legit, <laughs> legit walk-in. <laughs> Talk shop, get a cut. Like, is it the same style of, or is, is hair cutting different? Yeah, all depends. The if you're in the province, right? The province is like, they're like, that's the country, right? If you're in the province, they ain't got no stores like that. You're gonna get your hair cut by your mom or your dad. Um, but when you're in a <coughs> city like Manila or Cebu or Davao, yeah, all those, all those places got joint. And by the way, G Bush has a store. I have a literal store. In it'll Philippines. be in the Philippines. Literal, yes, literal. It'll be up here. Listen, yeah, I got all. I sell all kind of stuff. Oh, and my swimsuit issue is coming out too. <laughs> he got a swimsuit. He does. Issue. I, I saw. <laughs> I've seen it yeah. with my own two eyes. I know it exists. I got a swimsuit. Oh issue. my god! Have you um, seen the bathing suit? I have not seen the bathing suit. Pandas everywhere. There's pandas on it. Pandas everywhere. I got. Listen, it's crazy. Yeah, it's just like he laughing, man. I'm I, laughing because I believe it. I actually believe I got, that you good. would do this. I got, I, listen, I already got the cologne. I already made it. I got two colognes out. It's two ready to go. So we ready. We moving. G. Bush the, is the man of more skills than anyone. Does the cologne anywhere. last all day? Like this yes. Day. And I got cosmetics. And I got cosmetics. I'm gonna it's get got you a the panda on it. No, nah, that's all. This, this it's called Bushline Beauty. I got. <laughs> I got. I'm dead serious. Thank you are. That's what make it even funnier. Here's what I'm gonna do tomorrow. When tomorrow come, I'm gonna just bring. All, I'm gonna just bring it and show you. Hey, I'm gonna sit it right up here. Wait, let's and, turn this into yeah, QVC. We're gonna turn it. We'll sell it now. You can and get it for the low price. Coming up of right now. Twenty-seven ninety-five. This is X Y Z twenty-five C. We brought this. We had this out in February. And ladies, let me tell you what. You can wear this. You can wear this up. You can dress it down, and you can get this for three payments of thirty-nine ninety-five. <laughs> easy pay credit card if you have the QVC card. I Works swear. as well. Coming up, we got the Ginsu knives put and the, the deluxe. Put the fire. number at the bottom on the ticker. Yeah. <laughs> QBC. Now we got a big show for you. G's back tomorrow. Finally, the Call It Companies Championship is here. We've been promoting that for what feels like an eternity now, and it kicks off tomorrow, or tees off, I should say, tomorrow. I'm heading down to Akron. I'll be 
doing some live interviews from the course for you guys tomorrow, and then Jay will be there on Wednesday. Behind the glass, we got Earl and Anthony. Earl's in the producer chair. Earl, I heard you on the radio not once but twice this weekend. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, man. It was a, it was a solid weekend of uh, work. Uh, happy belated birthday to Tyvis' daughter and Thank to you. G's mom. Appreciate uh, that. I know you went and kicked it this weekend. Went and seen uh, Post Malone. It's a long it, drive. It was. It was. Uh, man, he put on a hell of a show, man. He put on a hell of a show. I hear yeah, it, man. I hear his hey, music is. Uh, might I, be at all the fire concerts. Man. He does, but he Post Malone's music is good. He's got that that music that I think anybody would listen to. Like it's no matter it, if you black, white, whatever. You. He still came like. to Cleveland in September, and Anthony got sick that day and gave me his ticket. So I got to see him in September, yeah. and it was like a, a concert show. This one was down in Cincinnati, and it was a giant outdoor pavilion, and he had a 12-piece band with him. So every song, like, <coughs> even though you'd heard it 100 times, yeah. it sounded totally different because it had band. live guitars, yeah. horns, drums. So he was still was playing sick. like songs from his, his album stuff. that just came out? Or he has a new album coming out this month. He played a couple new ones. Okay. But, it, it was like, but it was just his whole catalog. Is what yeah, he was yeah, yeah. Okay. but it was all different because it had, you know, a live band and none yeah, of the songs alive. Yeah. It was really good. Put on a put on a great job. Here we go. Hey, hey fun fact: my first ever concert, <laughs> it was uh, I went to see Kurt Franklin. That's <laughs> a good the one. New Nation Choir. Good one. What was your first concert ever? Wow, Big Sean. I seen Big Sean <laughs> at, at the Icebreaker at Ohio State. Go Bucks. <laughs> Dude, what was the first concert you ever went to? Uh, let me see. Concert, concert. Man, let me see who was the first. Oh, I went to see Lil Wayne came to. Uh, Lil Wayne came to. Uh, he, he came to OU, Lil Wayne, <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Valentino, yeah, and this uh, officer, and, Ke and Keisha Cole came. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one too. Great, I'd have good. been the grown man. Up oh, there. let me tell you. Oh, oh, let me tell you this. Uh, let me tell you this. He's going to sing that whole verse. Now, now during that time, that time frame, my girlfriend at the time. Got invited to come back on Little Wayne's tour bus. Oh, and, and did she? Did she go? Listen, bro. I, they said G Bush, you the meanest person I've ever heard in my <laughs> life. Cause like I said, first of all, I was like, man, you know what? You going on? You say you can't go on no tour bus. I said, listen, if you go on a tour bus, I'm never answering my phone after three o'clock. Oh God, Little Wayne will be here. If, I'm still G Bush. Little Wayne's <laughs> not gonna be here next week. And I was like, Little Wayne don't want sixes on his bus. <laughs> did you say that to her? Oh, it was. It was like. <laughs> My, oh my God! My, my brother the was disrespect. like, my brother was like, bro, why you? I said, bro, you, oh my it's God! It's only way you end that. You end that today and today only. We only gonna have that conversation. Wow! Oh. That, that, that. Shout out to her, man. She's doing pretty good. She's rich good, now. Good for. Hey, she's rich now. <laughs> in the end, she's doing fine. We got a she's big show that. for you guys coming up. We're gonna talk a little Browns here in a sec. Talk a little Guardians. Some Cavs summer league. A loaded question about the most. <laughs> exciting athletes in sports that caused a bit of controversy in the group chat last night. Terrible. We're going to let Earl explain that. The new NBA in-season tournament and a special edition of Keep Cut Trey. But Earl, this first topic is on the Browns, and I know you have an impact question you want to ask so we can get some fans input on this as well. Yeah, so I know the article's been out for a couple weeks now. We, we've had this uh, for a minute. Uh, ESPN ranked the Cleveland Browns overall roster as ninth among the 32 teams in the NFL, and it really got me to thinking. There's a bunch of teams that have a, a talented roster. You know, we all know what talented rosters is. It's, it's a bunch of talented guys, you know, but not necessarily always attribute to being a good team. So the impact question today is, do the Cleveland Browns have a good team or just a talented roster? 
This Locked On Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Divis? Uh, well, I think that they have a good team um, as far as, I mean, no, excuse me, a good roster. I mean, we look at the roster. We've been saying that for years that on paper, it looks unbelievable. Every position group is addressed. Um, there is really no weaknesses outside of maybe the linebackers position, but if they all play like I think they can play, they can, they'll be fine in that, that aspect. But it, the team is different because, for example, you can say, you can, you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs and say their roster is not that great. I mean, there's their defense, they got like one guy on defense that anybody really knows of outside of that. It's just a bunch of guys around there. Although, shout out to my boy Justin Reed. Uh, but outside, but as it, but they have a great team. Like they obviously they go to the playoffs, they win championships. It's a great team. With the Browns, they have a great roster. I don't know if it's necessarily a great team. That's something that we have to see. It has. It's been times where, you know, they've looked good. Cincinnati last year, they look like one of the best teams in football. But then you have other games like the Jets where you break down in the end and they look like one of the worst teams. So team wise. I don't know where we are as a team. I think we'll find out. Obviously, we need everybody to 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 do what we expect them to do. But on roster, yes, it is. It's a definitely a top five roster in the NFL, in my personal opinion. G, see, this is this is the reason why people get fired. Because if you got a top five roster, I could have said that for the Cleveland Browns multiple years. I thought they had a great roster in nineteen. I thought twenty, they had a really good roster. Um, last year they punted. Okay, cool. This year they got a really good <laughs> roster. Punted. To me, probably the best <laughs> roster they, that they've had in the history of the game. In the history of their team, this is probably the best roster they have. Because I can look back and say no quarterbacks, no name, no name receivers, um, no deep, really crazy defensive impact guys. And you, even you look back and go to the Hall of Fame, the Browns don't have defensive impact guys there. So for me, I look at it like this. This is where where coaches talk about it all the time. In the offseason, they say, when are we going to come together as a team? And a team does things like be complimentary of one another. Teams do things like, okay, Deshaun Watson threw an interception. Defense, we need to go back and get that pick back, right? We need to go back and get that back. Team stuff is, you know, offense, you know, defense is, is, is on the field a lot. We playing Joe Burrow. Hey, we can't expect a lot of three and outs. So we got to be able to keep the pace up to score touchdowns. We can't be kicking field goals. We're going to hold ourselves accountable over here. And, and so those are the things that the team stuff that we have to have. And the Browns have not shown throughout the season that they can play complimentary football and then people can actually sense the, 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 the urgency or understand what the moment is. Understanding what the moment is, we've all seen teams like OU or smaller teams play well the whole damn game. 
and then all of a sudden <laughs> you get to the fourth quarter, and oops, you let the you let the you let the star receiver get a little quick touchdown, mm-hmm. real quick. Oh, there's the big play. Oh, you gave up a strip sack, and now you automatically see that momentum switching. And at that point in time, if you want to go upset somebody, <laughs> you got to understand what type of time you want right there and be like, guys, we want to win. We got to come down and get more points, or we got to get a turnover. Or we got to make it happen. It ain't happen for us. And the Browns, a lot of times, operate like that, especially when you see the Jets game. Guys, it's time for us to get the onside kick. You didn't get it. Guys, we they threw an interception to us. DB drops it. Guys, I mean, all of that stuff. Take it, it, you take it a step further. I mean, you just look at, is it a good team? Well, let's say, let's look at their, their schedule from last year. When they went up against good team, they went up against Buffalo. It didn't look good. They went up against Miami. It didn't look good. They went up against the Patriots. They look unbelievable. They look terrible. Terrible. So it's like when they went up against teams that are actually good teams, yeah. they didn't show up at all. So that's what makes me wonder. No, I don't think they are necessarily a good team yet, but they can fix that. I think today, as of July 7th, we know it's a good roster. Mm-hmm. It is impossible to argue with the amount of talent this team has collected, especially in the key positions. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, at least, the three most important position in football for a successful team, quarterback, guys to protect your quarterback, and guys to get after the quarterback. We think Deshaun Watson's going to return to at least 85-90%, if not more, of his Houston form. Yes. Check at the quarterback position. They have arguably the best offensive line in football with two of the best guards and a tackle in Jed Willis, who we hope takes that fifth-year step in progression and turns into a guy who was drafted 10th overall. On the defensive line, between Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, Okoronkwo, Dalvin Tomlinson, Ika, the other defensive tackles they signed, the rookies, those three positions, I don't really have any question marks about assuming Deshaun Watson returns to the, the, the player we all think he can be and the player the Browns yeah. are paying him to be. Yeah. At the secondary positions that are important, running back, Nick Chubb, elite, defensive backs, one of, if not the best defensive back room in the <laughs> AFC, and receivers. It's the fifth highest paid receiver room in football. Some question marks. I'm not saying it's a strength, yeah. but they have talent in that room. Mm-hmm. The only spot on the roster you could look at, like you said, and be like, you know what? I'm not certain this group can be good as linebacker, but I'm trusting in Jim Schwartz and I'm trusting in the defensive tackles and their improved play to open up the field for those linebackers. But a good roster doesn't mean you're a good team. And you guys point out, that's where coaching comes into play. Yeah. And that's where guys like Stefanski, Schwartz, Ventrone make their, make their bread. Mm-hmm. That's why they get paid. I went back and looked at some of the quote-unquote dream teams in the NFL the last 20 years. You remember that Philadelphia Eagles team that Vince Young called the dream team mm-hmm. after they signed Nominee Asimov, Dominique Rogers, Cromartie, oh Steve my. Smith, and Ronnie it, Brown? It was a disaster. Do you know what their record was that year? <laughs> they won seven games, right? They won eight and eight and missed the playoffs. Yeah. They had, on paper, one of the most talented rosters in football, but a talented roster does not equal wins. A winning football team, you don't have to have the best roster. I don't think anyone would say Kansas City had the best roster in football no. last year. They had the best quarterback. Yep. A dominant defensive tackle in Chris Jones and guys to protect Mahomes. And if you're good in those three positions, you can win a lot of football and games. I, and I, and they team. also had the number one there thing. It is. The, one, the number one thing that you didn't say what they have is great coaching. And like yeah. that's that's the thing you, you was you was hitting on. He was saying that you can have a great roster on paper, 
but the coach has to put it all together. Yeah. And I think now that they went out and then got Jim Schwartz and Bubba Ventron, I think that was the key thing that can make them take their next step to becoming a great team. See, now Kevin Stefanski can stay with the play sheet in front of him because he knows that Jim Schwartz is going to demand great out of his second or out of his defense. And he knows Bubba Ventron is going to get these guys to play well on special teams. So now he really can lock in on calling the plays and he don't have to hear all the chatter about trying to find the pulse of the team. He can stay in his his element, which is calling plays. He's one. Of, he still is. It was some questionable things that happened last year, but he still is a really good play caller. He just now can be more locked into that and know that the defense and the special teams will take care of themselves because of the guys that they appointed. So I think that is the step that they was missing last year that will make this team become a great team. I should say Man, you ever heard a judge tell you tell the guys, you know, speak now forever. Hold your peace. <laughs> yeah. Well, look. Put up or shut up. That's all it is. It's the end of the day. And all I want to say is this. And all I want to say is if we get halfway through this season and inevitably <laughs> somebody going to get hurt, inevitably, I, I, I don't think, I, and I try to explain this, I don't think regular fans understand that somebody's going to get hurt. Somebody, listen, pick one of your best players. Just pick one of them. Whether it's Garrett Chubb, Deshaun Watson, Cooper, whoever it is. And just imagine they're going to be out six weeks. So my thought process is you when you going into camp, you better have everything that you need to have to get, get you through the season. None of this. We would have been good only if we would have. I think <laughs> and, and we do this way too much. Writers <laughs> do this way too damn much. Y'all always revision this hidden history or something. Well, if it wasn't for those injuries in the middle of the year, what year did anybody go through this? Every Super Bowl team has massive injuries. Every team got them. So stop saying that. What you need to do is say, hmm, is it raining outside? Not today. But See, if I'm going camping, it could be raining three days from now. Well, that's, that's what scares me because I think about what would be – Outside of Deshaun Watson, what would be the one thing that would that could kill this? Thing? To me, it's two players that if they Let go down, you got one. it's Let two players on, you, you, you on, on the offense. I guess one on the offensive side of the ball. I got two players. All right, well, I'm gonna guess one, and he gonna guess one. I'm guessing my first one is Amari Cooper. Yes. Okay, All right. Okay, that was my guess. It's an offensive player. It's an offensive player. Chubb. No. No, it's not. Not even Chubb. Chubb. You guess. Well, Wills. No. Watson. No, no said I no. said you not him. Oh, okay, saying, not him. You said so, Elijah Moore too. Yep, both the receivers. If, if one of them two go down, I think it'll handicap the whole. Oh, because man. why? Because I like I said, I've got a chance to watch practice, and Elijah Moore is going to be featured in his office yeah. quite often. So if he goes down, who who are we replacing him with? That's the problem. Okay, right this there. is. I know Earl, this wasn't your question. It's going to turn into this. <laughs> when we talk about this season for the Browns, we talk about the good rosters. In the AFC, if you look at that list of all the rosters that ESPN ranked, the Browns were in ninth. I believe nine of the top 14 teams were AFC teams. There are so many good AFC rosters, and that is why, and this is not a Hopkins conversation, but I'm going to make it a Hopkins conversation. Mm -hmm. A player like that could be worth half a win. The upgrade from DeAndre Hopkins to DPJ or whoever else, in my opinion, is at minimum half a win. Half a win in this AFC could be the difference of making the playoffs and missing the playoffs. And when jobs are on the line from Stefanski, health, even Andrew Berry, to if Stefanski's fired, Schwartz is gone, Ventron's fired, uh, gone. A new coach that's going to bring in his own guys. I don't get how you could feel confident going into the season 
yeah. with the receiver room that, like you said, if either one of your top two guys go down, who sick. have both had <laughs> history of missing games without that backup plan when it's sitting right there. Now, if he doesn't want to come to Cleveland, whatever. You can't force a guy to come to Cleveland, but you can make him an offer that he can't refuse, and they have money right now. And it drives me crazy that I see people out there saying, oh, we don't need Hopkins. Well, yeah, with a I don't need roster? a million dollars. <laughs> but it would damn sure help me pay my bills <laughs> off a lot faster. Them is the same people that, that we don't not know. No, like, them the same people that don't have no savings talk about we don't need no extra money. What are you talking about? Of course you do. It does not cost you anything. Like, it doesn't cost you anything to have backup plans, right? We don't have a backup plan at that position. And... <laughs> We're, we're, not even as, we're not even as good as some of the top flight teams. We're middle of the road. But think about what happened if you lose an Amari Cooper. You go from the middle of the road. Now you talk about David Bell and Schwartz playing. Are you serious? No. No, you asking Tillman. You have to have Tillman come in and, and step up and be that great third round pick. But that you asking a lot of a guy yeah. who's in the third round. <laughs> and if Elijah Moore goes down, we do got Marquise Goodwin and Marquise Goodwin is a great wide receiver. But he has but injury he, issues. He, yeah, that's what I'm saying. He gets hurt as well. So it, it, it's it's one of those things that you kind of do need a D hop out there because at worst case scenario, Mark Cooper goes down. Listen, Deshaun's like, I still got my dog over here. I know when in yeah. doubt, I can always go to D-Hop. Whether he's double-team, triple-team, whatever, I can throw the ball to him, he'll make it happen. With DPJ, he's a great receiver. He does he does great things. I think he still will have one of his best seasons this year, but is he a guy that's, that defensive coordinator is saying, no. we got to stop this guy? Well, I don't think he is. And G, tell me if I'm wrong here. When we say we want Hopkins, it's not necessarily DPJ sucks. Not at all. I think, it's just he, I think he's a good wide is a receiver. More proven commodity. Had similar stats last year in nine games. I know it was a bad team and there was no one else taking targets away, but in nine games, he had very similar stats to what DPJ did in his career best season. And as good as we think DPJ could be, <coughs> I do think there's a ceiling on DPJ. Right? He's a six round pick for a reason. Hey, I, you know, Anthony, shout out to Anthony. When, when Pokemon comes on, right? <laughs> the theme song does not say, I want to catch one or two. It says, I want to catch them all. <laughs> I want all of the Pokemon. <laughs> I want the, the Charizards. The, the, I want the old versions of Pikachus, all of them. I want every Pokemon. I want all receivers. Th look, at the end of the day, when you're looking at these receivers right now, you might not think you need it. But nobody really thinks about their spare tire until you go get a flat. Nobody think about how far you are from a gas station until the east side come on and you like, dang, I'm in the middle of nowhere. The Browns cannot be able to afford to be in the middle of nowhere with no blanket in the desert. Right now, y'all got six games to prove what you're going to get. And the thought process that I have, and here's just the problem. And you got to, I could go down a list of every <coughs> major player ever to ever come here and ever play. The Cleveland fan base and the media, I'm just going to let you know, they do not like outsiders. I'm just going to be real with you. If you played for Michigan, they're like, mm, I don't know. I'm, I'm standoffers. You play for Michigan. I, like, mm, I don't know. If, if, if they used to say for years, why don't they draft Ohio State players? I'm like, well, if the Ohio State players were available, we would take them. If they thought they were good, they would take them, right? They ask the same questions. When DPG, DPJ gets upgraded because he was drafted here. He gets upgraded because we value homegrown people that are from here. That's the first thing. The first thing people say: Northeast Ohio ties. 
grew up right down down the street here who gives a you know what I don't care where you're from can you play DeAndre Hopkins can play I want that guy if he's from Tallahassee I want that dude this is the year don't mess yourself up trying to look around trying to feel good about yourself I don't care about feeling good for myself I feel good about winning do you think do you think that maybe the front office is a little scarred because of the Odell thing? Because he he was a big name wide receiver that got traded here. Man, listen, and they found, but they didn't find a way. They, now, they don't have time to be hurt. It's win now. <laughs> I you agree. No, to, I agree. I'm this, just trying to think of what would be what would make them year, hesitant. If we could shift the timeline back one year, right? And I know you can't do that, but if we could literally slide situation roster today back a year, hmm? okay. I don't think Stefanski's job was ever really on the line last year. Their coordinators, there obviously were. But Stefanski's job was never really on the line. If they don't get off to a good start this year, I can't see a, a world where Stefanski survives. I, I can't. No. And if you are all in, including Barry, I don't care what you say, Barry's on the hot seat too. <laughs> if your GM's on a hot seat, I understand that you can't mortgage your entire future for right now. But guess what? Those future problems aren't your problems if it doesn't work out. You have to do everything you can to save your own job now so you can have those problems to fix in the future. Well, and that's why I don't get what the, I think, I think it's all in. You can't, you can't be 90% all in on something. I think you that, can't. It's like impossible. I say, when I went to watch that practice and it was, and Deshaun was willing and dealing and he had the Tom Brady, yes, Tom Brady-esque practice. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody out there was like, that was like the common thing. Like everybody was like, maybe we don't need D.Y. I mean, Deshaun. If you could promise, DY, if Deshaun you could promise me they'd all stay healthy, their entire receiver would be healthy for 17 games. Yeah, you don't need them. Well, that's what, but, I just but, don't I, think that's but I'm telling you why what they looking at. Like yeah. if you see it because they get to see it every day and they see the production. They see how Deshaun Watson is throwing this ball. They see the receivers making these plays. It's like. Maybe we don't need D hop and I think that's what they think right now. No, no. But it, like I say, if an injury happens, then they, it ain't no, they I, have no I, choice. Listen, the people that's thinking like, I, listen, I even question the way I think. Nobody in the Cleveland fan base gets an idea. You y'all, we don't get the benefit of that on punting or nothing. <laughs> what the hell do we know? <laughs> All we've seen is horrible ass teams for 45 years. <laughs> and you telling me what we don't need. When did you see a team that we didn't need something? I'm confused here. Like, like, like I'm, I'm willing to take answers in a chat. <clears throat> what year were the Cleveland Browns so good that you said we don't need nothing else? I'll wait. <laughs> Refute it. 20, 2020. And we still needed something because guess what? what? We, need. we needed Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> we, we, when you watch that, I watched 2020 all over again. Rashard Higgins was your best guy. Him and Juice Landry. And they was out there walking with 82 speed on Madden and their receivers. We needed a deep threat. We didn't have it. They were still they all, they was a fourth and twelve away for beating the Chiefs. Guess what? Actually, to be quite honest with you, they are Rashad Higgins it's holding humble. the ball away from yeah. actually. Time as you've been game, in locker but rooms, but nobody wanted to say Time that. Time as you've been in locker rooms. If you came back the next year and you heard that, cats is all. Tell Sherman that. <laughs> Sherman ain't hearing that. Did you get it done or not? Did you get it done? That's the answer. Yeah, no, he did. Did you get it done? So there you go. I got two questions: one for the panel, one uh, one for Typhus. For uh -huh. the panel. I'm looking at Spotrack right now and the current available free agents are wide receivers. You all talk about the depth at the wide receiver position. This guy I'm about to mention is not DeAndre Hopkins, but, but a, by a long shot. <laughs> but Rashard Higgins is a free agent. Would you bring him back in? It won't cost you as much nearly as 
DeAndre Hopkins, you know what he's capable of doing. You know what a seller <coughs> is, and he will be a body. I would not bring him in until someone got hurt. I don't, I don't think he's worth – Oh, so I, like I said, I think Hopkins is at least worth half a win as an upgrade over what they currently have. I'm not sure Higgins is an upgrade who, over the guys who are currently playing. Who else might not be an upgrade? That list? Who on that list, Earl? DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Galladay, Julio Jones, Byron Pringle, Jarvis Landry, Nikhil Harry, Sammy Watkins, Andre Roberts, Rashard Higgins, uh, Marcus Johnson, Anthony Miller, to name a few. I I like Nikhil Harry. I would take his uh, and Galladay. I would take a swing at him too. No, trust me. I watched <laughs> I, I watched enough Galladay. That was you. You might as well just burn sixty four million dollars at that. Nope, nope. You don't want him anywhere near your football team. Trust me on that one. Uh, Earl, Rook, oh, you got one more. Second Shoot. question. Cyphers, you were talking about the uh, hirings of Bubba Ventrone and uh, Jim Schwartz, and a lot has been made about Kevin Stefanski's staff, and I think what we're missing and what we're forgetting is two crucial promotions and another hire. When the Browns hired Bill Musgrave, another offensive guru, and a guy that was going to come in and help Stump Mitchell, help with the run game coordinating, I thought that was a significant impact hire. But when you promote Ben Bloom, to the defensive line coach, and Typhus, correct me if I'm wrong, but he was the defensive line coach in Dallas for like eight years before he moved to the linebackers coach before he eventually got here. Mm-hmm. And then you got Alex Van Pelt still being the offensive coordinator, but moving back to the role as quarterback coach where he had success in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers. I think those two, you know, internal promotions <coughs> is going to have significant impacts on this team that don't really get talked about. Yeah, I mean – Ben Bloom, like I said, he did his. He did. He's worked with a lot of great defense alignment. So I think ultimately it's Jim Schwartz controlling what's going to happen on that defense line. Obviously, we know that's where he specializes and he spends a lot of his attention there. So you know, Ben Bloom having the the title. I mean, I think that's just the title, but everybody knows that Jim Schwartz is going to be there at the as as Alex Van Pelt moves back to quarterback coach. I mean, yeah, he's going to be with Deshaun and he's going to help Deshaun see things the way Kevin Stefanski want things seen. But also Kevin Stefanski is going to be right there. Kevin Stefanski is going to be right there with Deshaun Watson. So it's really two coaches on one quarterback getting things done. And I think that I think AVP does get a lot of credit from Kevin Stefanski. Although we don't see it on game days, I think AVP does a great job of coming up with things that happen in the game plan as well. Although, you know, we don't see him necessarily calling plays. I think he does help putting the play sheet together. I think it's him, Deshaun, and Kevin Stefanski all working together to put together a game plan on what they're going to do for that game. Man, look, man. You know, your boy was over in Philadelphia, right? You know what I'm saying? You know he was he was he's in the organization. He's on the on the roster. You got a couple dudes in it. What happened when the head coach get fired? They all get fired. There you go. <laughs> so Alex Van Pelt and all of the nice little game plans or whatever you got going on. That's nice. That sounds good. <laughs> what they got to do with anything? It, 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 it comes down to <laughs> Kevin Stefanski. All the rest of the dudes up underneath him. I like y'all. <laughs> but y'all not stump Mitchell. I like you and your beard. I like it. I like how your running backs play, but that Papa Smurf beard will be in the unemployment line if Kevin Stefanski does not get this thing done. And I'm talking and when I mean done, it has to look new age. People be- like you got to think about it like this and 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 bull a poo poo it. 
Jay might say, <laughs> oh, this is terrible. G, you're losing your mind. Jason might say, come on, you need jerk reaction. I'm going to tell you what human nature is. Let me give you this. If they barely miss the playoffs, right? If they barely miss. If they barely miss the playoffs and, and, Des- and Deshaun Watson throw for 5,000 yards, guess what? Everyone's back. Oh, yeah, for sure. But they'll tell you it's only about winning. For sure. No, it, how he looks counts. Earl, before we move on to the Guardians, let's pull up the rest of the roster. Let's go one through ten real quick. <coughs> bow on good roster or good team, and, and we'll give our takes on whether we think it's a good roster or a good team or both. How about okay. that? Yeah. All right. We'll let Earl pull up that graphic, and then we will run down the list and name either good roster, good team, or we feel confident as of today they'll be both. We all started the show confident the Browns have a good roster, mm-hmm. the makings of a good team, but we need to see if they can put all the pieces together to then become a team. So starting off at number one with the Chiefs, good roster. As all the above, letter D. Good, good team. Speak. Yeah. We're confident. I don't know what roster-wise, I mean, you, they got Kelsey and, and Patty. Do you need more? No. To be a good roster? I'm not saying a great Yes. No. Yes, you do. That, that, yes, you do. That just that, just shows you, that shows you how out. good their roster cut is. That they can come out there with two people and name smoke me, you. Name me Yo, somebody on the Chris, defensive side of the ball Chris outside, Chandler, of Chris, Chris Jones. Chris Jones. outside of Chris Jones. Outside of Chris Jones. Hey, listen, it don't matter. That all right? It, no, it does because we're talking about a good DBs roster. Good. They got McDuffie. They drafted George Karolakis in the first round. He played well in the postseason last year. Do for lost Purdue. Frank yep. Clark. Uh, their linebacker, uh, Nick Bolton, out of Missouri, second round pick, was their starting middle linebacker last year. Juan Thornhill was there on the squad. Typhus is was. so right. Y'all get so wrong. Y'all need it's to cut it out. The it's Kansas City Chiefs infrastructure. Yeah, y'all That's need to what cut makes this them out. a good cut team. Cut this out. They, they, the roster is ter- the roster's terrible, but the, the team is good. Next. You can't say it's a terrible it's roster. It's a terrible roster. It, it, I would take They if, literally have if, one star if, on defense. If Patrick, Mahomes, That's it. if Patrick Mahomes was on any roster, I'd take that team right now, today. And that means that means he's the, better than the Houston, everybody. Texas. Yes. Give me the Texas. So they got a great roster. The yes. With Patty he, Mahomes. Yes, because he's got Mahomes. That's not a you, – you're missing the point. 53 guys make the roster. No, also, one guy can move. That's, that's not a – Their offensive line's really good, too. Okay. Yeah. Creed Humphrey was the number one race. No good well. I, hear, no I well. hear you. Yeah. They, 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 so they. we got two people that says it's a good team and good roster. I say it's just a good team. Next. All right, number two, I believe it's the Philadelphia Eagles. The Super Bowl losers from last good year. Good roster, good team. We'll go back up. Uh, I think good roster, good team. They got a yeah. lot of talent, a lot of good positions. That's, that's they got both. The Bills, I I don't love the Bills roster as much as some other people do. I don't either. I still think it's a good roster. I'm not confident it's a good team, but I'm not as high in the Bills so roster here's, here's as so, some other people. So let me give you this. Like this is the way I think. If I was the Bills, and and they had the cap space that the, the Browns have, they should be getting DeAndre Hopkins. Because I don't think they're potent enough. All y'all want to do is run the ball, throw the ball. That's fine. If y'all want to throw the ball a hundred <laughs> times, you better have the whole old Houston Oilers. You better have Haywood Jeffries, Ernest Givens. You better have everybody. You got two. You got you, you got Stefan Diggs. You got Gabriel. I think they need to upgrade. And I'm not as high on their roster. I'll actually be truthful. I like the Dolphins in that division. I like the <laughs> Dolphins in that division, AFC East. I do. Yeah, Dolphins definitely a good roster. I'm not sure if it's a good team. I don't fully trust Tua, especially with his health, to be able to lead them to Tua a postseason. Tua went healthy. That's a great team, man. Tua great went healthy. Roster. That that roster's loaded. Yep. Uh, Bengals. 
Good yeah. roster, good team. Yep. Think it, it was they, they they coaches staff was questionable a couple years ago, but I think they've put it they, together. They together now. They, I think they're not as talented a roster as they were last year. They lost some key guys on defense. But yeah, I still the, think the secondary overall, scares me. About it's uh, overall a talented roster. Let's just see six through ten, Earl. Then we'll come to your last question. We'll move on here. But the sixth roster, the Cowboys. It's a good roster because they got some pieces. It's the t- it's the coaching staff. Yeah. That, that That's kind of high to me, man. I, I don't think they should be six either. Six? Like you got you got C D Lamb. Uh, now you do got Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. You got Brandon Cooks as a supporting cast. You got Tony Pollard. Their offensive line's still good. They got some dudes in the secondary. Second, they got they the, got probably Gilmore. arguably the best secondary. I like them at eight. Gilmore. I like them at eight nine. I guess you you you, you parse some yeah. words. I mean. It, it's split. It's when split do, hairs. So when we we're first going to do this, we're talking about the Browns ranks right at nine. Uh, my notes, if you want to tell me they're six through 12, I'm not going to argue. Right. You, you can make the case that they're a little higher, a little lower. If you value a certain position more, I think they're right in the right spot. The Chargers, once again, a talented roster. I don't think any of us are confident. They, they're just, a got, good they team. just not healthy. If they stay healthy. They got a really talented roster. Yeah, and they got some really good receivers. They have. A they coaches. They obviously they coaching staff is questionable, but it's they they got a whole new coaching staff, so it's yeah. gonna be a outside of the head coach. It's a it's gonna be interesting to see how they put it together. Earl, one more thing before we move on to the Guardians. Do we have a poll question with answers to this? And I know you had something you said on the radio that I got. Uh, no, the poll <laughs> question. Uh, well, we got the poll question, but I like to do a poll at the at the end of the hour. So gotcha. So we'll do a we poll at the end of the hour. But on the radio yesterday, I heard you say that as of yesterday, so the, the ninth, the Cleveland Browns, you have a penciled into the AFC Championship game. Yep, and I stand on it. And I say that was my total unbiased opinion. I think the Browns have a really good team. I don't think the Browns are just a talented roster. I think that in the four years that Kevin Stefanski has been the head coach of the team, they've went through adversity. They've overcame adversity. They've had trial and error. They've learned from some mistakes, and they've kept growing. And that's anybody in any profession. We have to understand that Andrew Berry, first-time general manager. Kevin Stefanski, first-time head coach. I disagree with G when he says that Kevin Stefanski has six games. I don't believe that you get six games with Deshaun Watson last year and then only the first six games of this season with Deshaun Watson, no matter what the record is. I think Kevin Stefanski can get this entire season to prove itself. I think that when he hired the guys that was formerly here, like Joe Woods and Mike Prefer, he did the right thing by delegating. But when he delegated, the guys that he delegated to was not competent enough to do the job. He recognized that at the end of the season, he swiftly made the proper changes. He upgraded his coaching staff. He went to his general manager. They upgraded the roster in certain areas. I believe in my heart that this team is just right up there with every other quote-unquote team in the AFC and can go play the Kansas City Chiefs, for example, in the AFC Championship. Will they win it? That's to be determined. I disagree. Uh, I, I, first of all, he hired he hired the folks. He hired Joe Woods. He fired him a year too late. He watched him be incompetent. They punted on the season. Andrew Barry could have got people last year. He waited. He chilled. In life, you do not have time to be waiting and chilling. We lost a we lost a whole year. Second of all, I don't know if they made them the, the decisions to get no better. 
I saw him with too many off onside kicks. I need to see him recover a couple before I say you learn. He missed one onside kick. That, that's one too many. But, but that's that's I agree. Yeah. <laughs> you blowing leads in 13 seconds. I agree. When with you, you, when you, when you you're lose, not about to see. I'm not gonna let you put gas on it like but, but, it's but, like it's worse than what it is. Tyvis, you'd have been <laughs> in the rooms where people get get that dear John letter the next day. You dropped the ball, special teams man. G, I got a question for you. Yep. Why are you still harping on last season when everybody up here understands that in the NFL, good, bad, or indifferent, what you did last year don't matter. Let's say hypothetically, right, we're talking about the Cleveland Browns who made the playoffs last year. I can't sit up here and hang my hat on what the Cleveland Browns might have did in a positive light last year as I look forward to this year. And I get what you're saying, but we know in the NFL, you could have a number one overall pick and be playing in the playoffs. We've seen teams win the Super Bowl and not even make the playoffs. Last year is last year. If you look at the improved infrastructure of this team based on what they did from the offseason started this year, they are in a much better situation and a much better place than they was last year. I'll give you this. My, my, my <laughs> retort is, my retort is this. Yes, they got better on paper. However, when you're in the NFL, it's part of your resume. It's part of what, like, when you go sit in front of owner, you can't wipe the season clean every offseason. They're going to say, well, what did you do last year? Did we see some improvement in dirt on the field? And the only way to do it, now trust me, I like the team just as much as you. I think they got an opportunity to go to the AFC Championship. I do. However, when it comes to Kevin Stefanski, at some point, the rubber meets the road. Either we feel like you're a guy that's going to be able to lead this team somewhere else, or we don't. At the same time, I didn't see the Bengals go from worst to first in that same period. I've seen teams win championships, mixing rosters, moving people. The Cleveland Browns have a great roster. It's up to the people that are now in, in, the, in them offices to get that talent to perform. And that's what I'm looking for for Stefanski. Yeah, and, and we'll move on to the Guardians. Or one thing on that, and this is not pro what you said, anti-G. This is just out there. I think this is why people a lot of times get caught up in talking about last year while also looking forward and not being sure exactly where to fall in the middle. We can either project or we can go off what we saw. And no team is exactly the same from one year to the next. Mm -hmm. It changes, but it's also projecting the unknown. And we don't know the future. And this is, once again, not a shot at Elijah Moore, but Elijah Moore has been turning heads in training camp for three years now. You go back as a rookie, I, I wanted to put a, put a post up. The first report from Jets rookie camp, rookie Elijah Moore turning heads. Barely played. Going in the second year. <laughs> don't, don't do that. Elijah Moore turning heads. Barely played. Who this has, year, Elijah Moore turning heads. That's not to say he can't actually turn heads. Well, to but be, to project what's going to happen, we just don't know what's going to well, happen in the future. That, it's not fair. To, that's that's loaded because at the same time, it, it's kind of like when Odell was here with Baker. You know, it was like we thought Odell may have been washed up a little bit. He leaves here, goes to a, with a better quarterback, and boom. No, some up. people thought he was washed up. So, excuse me, some people. There you go. Some people thought he was some washed respect up. respect on that. And <laughs> I, I was with you. I was like, I, I, I don't, don't see, I don't that, see but it. Whatever. But that's, that, that's <laughs> my point. <You> but <laughs> what could, I'm saying is. Point. You could project something, and it may not be the reality, or you could go look at what actually happened and try to figure out why it won't happen <laughs> again. So it's, it's, it's an impossible. It's not. We, we should be looking ahead to next year, but going off what happened last year is the data points we have to go off. And, I can, and, I, can, and I can see, because me sometimes, you know, I get excited. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I love this. I want them all to get touchdowns. But I can see how some people say, okay, G. Bush, that's cool. 
But if the Cleveland Browns had a track record, like when we talk about good teams, the difference between us and good teams is that you know Kansas City is going to play at a this level. Yeah. This bare minimum you're going to get. They're going to do certain things. They're going to they're going to play great special teams. They're not going to hurt themselves. They're going to have good quarterback play. They're going to be innovative. Those are the things I'm saying. So that stuff translates. Once you put year after year after year, you start to put those people in a, in a position where you know what that organization is about. With us, we don't have that benefit of the doubt. So our fans are just like, listen, you got to show me first <laughs> and, and show me some consistency, and then we'll give you all the benefit of the doubt and say it was just a down year Dude, or we could do something. The fact of the matter is this. It all depends on number four, okay? Number yeah. four, yes. it, to yes, be yes, honest yes, with yes, you, yes, yes, yes. what Joe Burrow did with Cincinnati is he truly saved the franchise. Him coming there and being the player that he is, he saved that coaching staff, he saved that organization, he saved that city because the Cincinnati Reds was terrible in the last few years. Obviously, they better now. But he has saved everything about Cincinnati, and it's all because of the player and the person that he was. If Deshaun Watson comes in and bees, becomes that guy he was in Houston again, he saves Kevin Stefanski, he saves the Cleveland Browns organization. Ultimate he, Cleveland Sports Show, he, he saves everything. <laughs> he yeah. literally <laughs> saves everything. Yeah. So he has to be that guy. At the fact, and, and if he's not that guy, we all going to be pretty best. Last up. point of the Browns will wrap it up. <laughs> Every discussion we have this summer that we've had, that we will have until the first game of the season is just a discussion because to Tyvis' point, none of it matters if Deshaun's not good. If he's great, they're going to be a world beater. Unbelievable. If he's not, then we're going to have some questions and some uh, tough discussions to have this summer. We're going to talk a little Guardians now, though. It was a disappointing Sunday result. Shane Bieber was cruising, gave up four runs in the fourth, uh, in the fifth and the sixth, excuse me. But at the end of the day, on July 10th, the Cleveland Guardians are in first place in the AL Central, and they are 500. It's the first <laughs> time, guys, in five years the Guardians have led the division at the All-Star break, which seems hard to believe. But at 45 and 45, they are in first place in the division for the first time in five years at the All-Star break. Let's look big picture. I know yesterday's game was it is what it is. Took, <laughs> yeah. And they took yeah, three or four from the Royals, it, but yeah. it is what it is. Yeah. It should have been four. That's a shame. It was a shame is what. Yes. It, it, it is what it is. It's an understatement. It was a dang shame. It's what your ace is on the mound. Yeah. And we, we look like we did. That, it's, 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 it's nice they, that listen, they. They only scored one run. So, listen, like, as much as you want to put it on Bieber, they scored that's true. one run. That's true. But it, it's, it's nice to be in first place, but it's, we're in the worst division in baseball. It's a terrible division, and you don't get no props. The only props we get is that we will go to the playoffs if we stay in first place. But the way they've been playing, I mean, if they played everybody like they've played the last three or the four of Kansas City, we'd be hyped. But yeah. it ain't really been a lot to really cheer for. As soon as you want to get behind this team and think that we've turned made that cross, because we really want what Cincinnati did. Cincinnati went from a team that was nothing. Ellie Ellie Cruz comes up and comes in there and boom, they just take off and yeah. they win 14 straight games. We're talking about him. And we waiting on the moment for the Guardians to take that because we want to get behind this for this organization so bad and we want to get ready to cheer for them because you know play up playoff baseball is coming up soon, so we want them to turn take that turn, but. It's so hard to do when you only putting up one, one run and loss and your ace is getting smoked. And it's just it's hard to get this behind. Is, this is the common thread, and we talked about it. We talked smokes. about it like last week. <laughs> and they were playing the Royals again, and Naylor, uh, not Naylor, Jose steals home, and they give up two runs in the tenth. And as soon as you feel with this team that they're 
taking that step to getting yes. over the hump, it goes back in a deflating way. And, and last time it was Classe blowing a save. This time it was Bieber giving up the run in the fifth and then three in the sixth. As soon as you feel like they're right on the precipice of doing something, I don't want to say special, but sweeping the Royals. No, doing something, break, being a, a legit baseball, playoff baseball team. As soon as team. they're on the precipice of yeah. that, it feels like they always take a step back. And sometimes <clears throat> that's just the year it is. And they are blessed to be in the AL Central. But, gee, Earl's question was, where are you on this team heading into the All-Star break? Is it any different today than it was four games ago before this series no, started? No, 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 wholeheartedly no. It's not. Uh, I've been on. I've been on record for saying this for so long, and, and you know because I, I really want to. We. This is. I, I feel like we can't have intellectually um, honest conversations about the game of baseball because a lot of people hide behind numbers, right? With the same way we if we were trying to have those conversations about whether you can win <clears throat> with two big guys who can't shoot. We have those conversations all the time. We have conversations of philosophy of how much should a star running back get the ball or how much do you need to pass the ball in order to be a championship organization. We don't have those same intellectual uh, conversations about baseball because you, you, you always get to the huge elephant in the room. And, and yes, it's cool to say we have these guys um, that can, you know, hit singles and run hard and hustle and all that other stuff. The reason they're 500 is because they're mediocre baseball players, not because they're not trying, not because they can't string it together It's because they're less talented than other teams. Yep. And we never say that about the Guardians and it's not a, it's no because we love the coach. We like the way they do it. They you know people like to generally in my in my opinion, people like to be thrifty. When you thrifty when you go get something for a bargain. You tell your friends automatically. Look at these Jordans I got. Brand new Jordans right here. Found them over there at the dollar store. Guess how much they got? Two fifty. I got these for forty bucks. It make you feel good when you find a little steal. You're like, man, I can take that money, go do something. But the Guardians, you gotta. Steve said something earlier. Steve said, um, you know, Bieber. Steve, who? Yeah, he has topics now. Director Steve. Director Steve has topics. Con what? Con 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 Steve. He, he, he was in the meeting. He said, "Gee, <laughs> gee, what, what is what is the outcome when when your pitcher, your ace, is in a pressure cooker?" And he's getting talked about trading. How does that affect his did, game? Did he say it like on that? the mound? How does that affect his middle space? I say, damn, Steve. <laughs> you cooking right now, Steve? I said, let me answer that question. I said, that's difficult. What if they told you, Director Steve, they weren't gonna give you your money? What if you came in every single day and you was the best at your position in the city? But they said, well, you know what? This is only Cleveland. You're not get, we can't pay you for what you're worth in New York. We can only pay you what's worth in Cleveland. Small market. He said that would affect me. Hurt my feelings. Steve Rebuttal. Tyvis, I actually do have opinions about this stuff and I've learned from you guys. So I'm just I'm shocked. I'm Thank, shocked. Yes, sir. Steve told me that he sits there and he he barely listens to what we say because he got so much going on behind the computer. He's law. He's dialed in. Ba he barely listening Plugged for Steve in. is significant more sports information <laughs> than he's ever gotten in his life. So by barely listening, we have made Steve at least one percent. Tyus, I'm sorry. What did you say? I didn't hear you. What did you say? <laughs> Steve's actually I, really funny, busy. by the way. Yeah, yeah. Steve's low-key hysterical. Steve. 
that, that's why people think we hate each other because Steve is always taking these shots at me. I don't know what <laughs> I would, Steve is. Steve's mad at me because I'm the athlete that he wanted. He wish he was. That's just <laughs> that's just what it is. And it's fine, Steve. Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, director T, Steve, tell him, tell him <laughs> the difference between you and him is you feel comfortable when you get pulled over by the cops. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. <laughs> so who's the most exciting young player? Is it Director Steve? Is Director yeah, Steve? Director Steve. No, but, but in all seriousness, the Guardians heading to the All-Star break. They're in first place. They're 500. They are exactly the team I think we thought they were. But but the wait, progressive is jumping, though. No, it's shown out. Hey, they, hey, when you go down there, it's a club. Put it to you. Oh, listen, it, it, they got tenderonies down there. Let they start to bring the nice-looking girls back out. It was dry down there. It was a lot of moms you and paying the, sweaters. You paying the fifty dollars for staying in the room? Heck yeah. Okay. It's a great deal. I, yeah, I, go, I'm just asking. It, it, I, you know, they I'm, get I'm they get old tiny. I give them I give them a hug. You know, I'm married. Now, back in the day, me and you could go down there. We could clean up. We could win. I believe we play this two man game. But now we need nothing. I'm yeah, sorry. Would you? Would you uh, <laughs> I think outside of would, would you? Would you? The Guardians <laughs> game experience is like it's dope. Wait, yeah, hold on, Earl. Like, time, I got to piggyback off of G. Would you be one to take one for the team? Was you that guy? Uh, all depends. If I took, if, if I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be, I'm not gonna be scoring 12 points every game. Okay, I'm a shooter too. But, <laughs> but every uh, now and then, you every could, now, every now, take one for the uh, yeah, team. Listen, I take charges. Okay, I take charges. I'm just asking. But I tell you what, though, Earl, I will say this, man. Environment, environment is rocking. A lot of people down there. It's mixed crowds. I like it. I love it. Let me ask you: Would you be? Cause I, I'm a lot of people down on the Guardians, but would you, wouldn't you be upset if they actually didn't make the postseason? Like, yeah, you know, okay. Because, listen, so you wouldn't be like not shocked. You wouldn't be shocked that they they missed it. I I'd be surprised just because I think even the the mediocre Guardians are better than the other four teams in the division. Right. The, okay. the division. It, listen, I think we did the numbers last week, and I don't have the updated ones. They were half a game out of first place. They were tied for first place. I forget exactly what day it was. They would have been 16 games out of first place in the East and 13 games out of first place in the West. They're not a good baseball team. They're a competent baseball Are team. Are they going to win a playoff? A Will they win a playoff series? Probably I not. I have a hard time believing they win a playoff Probably series. Probably not. They, what if they trade Bieber for sticks? Well, they, I, I just they don't. Might. We've talked about this before. I, and, and Jason sat in your chair, and Jason has made the case that you have to trade Bieber at the deadline because there's not a lot of starting pitchers available, and teams will overpay despite his – I don't want to say subpar performance this year, but subpar for Bieber's standards, that you might get a little more back for him just because it's a <laughs> supply and demand thing. Yeah. And I'm hypocritical here. Like, we all hypocrites, right? Because here's the thing about the Guardians. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The Guardians may be mediocre, um, lukewarm, medium sauce. No one goes to the, no one goes against medium wings. You either get mild, hot, or regular. No one says give me medium sauce. No one likes medium. But in this market, the Guardians are Teflon when it comes to that because we like them. 
Yeah, we, we just I mean, like I, it's weird. I support, we they, just I support like them. them every day because I thought they, these even, if, even if they five hundred, right at the top of the thing, five hundred. I'll give you, a, and I'll be, I'm, I'm a marketing guy. I'll be looking around trying to find out how to get to these cheat codes. My parents will talk about the Guardians and be upset, but will be at my house watching them <laughs> the whole nine innings and <laughs> clapping it up. And I'm like, if that was the Cavs, they'd be pissed off. If it was the Browns, let's not even talk about the Browns. It does not invoke that that people watch vitriol. the Browns. It, they watch the Browns game no matter what. But the always sixteen team, everybody yeah. watches. But it'll game. ruin you though. Like it'll. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it, oh no, the Guardians ain't gonna ruin the game. There's, for there's me. so many baseball. There's 162 baseball games that not any individual game is more than a paper cut. But at some point, yeah, you keep losing a bunch of paper cuts. That starts. But but, but the, you know the, to the Guardians' credit. They they always find a good band-aid so you don't yeah. bleed out, right? And then the next day, you're like, oh, the Guardians are doing good. They find little stories. Jose Ramirez steals home. That buys you five more games. It's a game they lost, too. You're right. They lost that game. Yeah. And a couple notes on the Guardians. Class A is not going to Seattle. Yeah. So yeah he's he going does. home. I think that's the best thing for him. He's having a kid, right? I think his sister's having a kid. Uh, I don't think he's kid. having a kid. Okay. Don't quote me on that, but I believe it's a family member having a kid. Uh, but he's not going to Seattle, which means he won't be pitching. Won't be used in the All-Star game. He is the single most used reliever in baseball. He leads the league in saves. He leads the league in blown saves. And he leads the league in outings. The best thing for Class A down the stretch is to rest that right arm. Don't throw any pitches. I know it's an All-Star game. It's not high stress. But literally at this point, anytime he throws the ball, I get worried that it's just adding wear and tear to his right shoulder. And we need him to stay healthy. Jose's going. He'll be the lone representative. And I do think the home run derby's tonight, right? Yes, yeah. it is. The home run. Someone's going for three in a row. Three uh, in Pete, a row. Pete Alon- Pete no, Alon- Pete Alonso lost last year. He didn't win last year. Did, Juan did Soto won. Juan Soto won last year. Yeah. J Rod is in it. Put a five. Put twenty on Mookie. No, nah, I put it on Pete Alonso. Pete, Alon- Pete Alonso on, was put a, built for this. <coughs> put a twenty so, on Pete. So right here, you ain't gonna get that much so, for winning so, it. Though. So, so this is right. This right here. This gonna lead me into into the rebuttal. So the last time to have three, the, the three home run derby champs in a row was King Griffey Jr. The last person that I knew that was over a top superstar was King Griffey, Griffey Jr. And you know how I know King Griffey Jr. is a star because King Griffey Jr. has re- retro kicks re-released. And they always sell out multiple colorways. Isn't, isn't he still getting paid? He's still getting paid. King Griffey announced the first overall pick in Major League Baseball draft last night. That's how much of a superstar he, he is, came right? Out, and guess who had the pick? Hmm. The Pirates in the Reds division. Hmm. See? I know he played for the, the Mariners too, but yeah. yeah. So for your boy, De La Cruz, to even be on, on anywhere <laughs> next to that, I need him to announce <laughs> the double-A <laughs> All-Star team. He better win three it's straight a lo- it's a loaded, home run derbies. We're saving it for tomorrow. It's a loaded. Oh, you, oh, you took oh, it? we're going to pivot. You the, tucked, the they tucked 12, it. 10, they uh, tucked the it away. 12 to 12 so 10, the NBA in season. That's scrapped. We're going to scrap that. We're going to do right. De La Cruz at 12, <laughs> that you break down Imani Bates at 1230. It's they, a loaded that's the question. we going to make. Okay. <laughs> it's a loaded question. It is. It was a challenging question, but G had the worst take of the year. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that in a sec, but Earl, I know we got a couple of reads we got to get to, so let's get these go. reads in. Here we go. Then we will get to the loaded question, and G Bush's question will take here. So anytime I'm in the lead producer chair, I like to use our uh, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show community tab to set up the PCC oh, Air Force poll question of the day. So... Thanks to everybody that got over there and voted. Uh, make sure while you're over there on our YouTube page that you subscribe. 
If you're already a subscriber, tell a friend, a family member, tell your kids to go tell their friends down the street, you know, go tell your aunties, your cousins, the whole nine. So the question was, ESPN ranks the Browns roster ninth. Do the Cleveland Browns have just a good roster, or are they now a good team with all the moves made on the roster and the coaching staff? We had 382 votes. An overwhelming 82% says, yes, the Cleveland Browns have a good team, and as always, it's brought to you by PCC Air Force. If you're looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits, PCC Air Force is a lead manufacturer in North East Ohio. And all locations of PCC Air Force and East Lake <coughs> Manor, Whitcliffe, and Minerva are hiring right now for all positions that start off at about $18 an hour. Plus, you get free full benefits, paid time off, a signing bonus. Uh, apply right now at precast.com slash careers to learn more. And it's 12 o'clock, and you all know what that means. That means the second hour of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show is brought to you by the Colic Companies Championship. See your favorite golf legends playing the Colic Companies Championship July 12th through the 16th at the famous Firestone Country Club. Fun, family-friendly events all week long, featuring a new fan zone experience, free attendance for kids, and concerts every single night. There's something there for everybody. You can learn more, more at colicgolf.com. I'll be down at the famous Firestone Country Club tomorrow interviewing a few of the players <laughs> in this week's tournament. Jay will be there on Wednesday interviewing <coughs> a few more, so make sure you guys stay tuned. I'm going to be on there next Saturday, but they ain't going to be doing nothing. So. Gio will be an actor <laughs> next Saturday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.